Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, as we welcome you back here on a Thursday, we're into June, Michael Lombardi, the second. We've got the NBA Finals kicking off tonight. We'll get into that coming up in just a little bit. Amal Shaw, your boy, is going to join Uh-oh. us coming up in about 12 minutes. So we'll see what kind of mood Mr. Shaw is in. By the way, I, I, if you haven't posted it yet, let me not walk on it, but I must say... I got a look. I got a peek at it. It looks like it's going to be a VEASAN article you wrote about the Eagles. Yeah. I don't think it's been posted yet. You can tell me if I'm mis- no, misrepresenting No, I think it'll this. go up soon. I, I, I sent it earlier this morning because time difference. I'm on the East Coast, West Coast. But what I try to do, you know, we had Marcus Hayes on the show who was great. We got to have him back yes. again uh, talking about the Eagles winning 18 games in a 17-game schedule, which I love that line. I included it. But I wanted to peel it back a little bit for – you know, I like the Eagles to win the over, to go over two. Nine and a half. But I'm not sh- at, at nine and a half, right? Yep. It, it, but to me, I think the this enthusiasm for where they're going is kind of a little off balance. And what the point of my column is simply this. Look, if you go back and analyze, and I said this to Femi on the pod today, tell me a good team they beat last year. You can't answer me. Nope, not off the top of my head, no. Well, I mean, they played six really good quarterbacks. They played Brady twice, lost. They played Justin Herbert, lost. They played Derek Carr, lost. They played Patrick Mahomes, lost. They played Dak Prescott, lost. Lost all those games. Every one of those. And here's the thing that's even more amazing. In those six games, the ball was only on the ground by the opponent 36 times. The team scored 16 touchdowns and three interceptions. My point of the column is Philly might be a really good regular season team. It might be a really good regular season team. Hard to play because of the run game. You know, they get the lead. When they gained 200 yards, they were 5-1 and one in games. When they gained less than 150, they were 5-5. Five and five. I mean, they were 3-6, and six, excuse me. They only passed for 300 yards twice during the season, you know, and so, to me, there's a lot. And this whole, the genesis of the column kind of started, Patrick, as you read, because Nick Seriani said, we really don't need an off-season program. We're going to scale it back. We're just worried about being healthy. And that just made the hair on the back, my back stand up. 
because football is a game you got to practice. Young players need to improve. I said this on the show last year. I thought the Eagles were out of shape last year. Fletcher Cox was, was overweight. He wasn't the same player. I thought their whole team was because they don't practice hard enough. Now, I agree. You've got to stay smart, not have injuries. But football is a game that requires practice, all due respect to Allen Iverson. You're going to have to practice tackling, practice pad level. Now, I'm not saying tackle to the ground and beat each other up, but you got to practice smart. I don't want to step on it. The article's great. I told you. There's just a lot of nuggets because the Eagles are kind of the it team right now, our, our, our very yeah. own Matt. And for, and for a lot of good reasons. But you point to a few things, and I won't give them all, but obviously a 2-5 and five start to the season coordinates with what you just said there about conditioning. But how about this? And you mentioned their nine wins last year, the Eagles. Their nine wins came against Atlanta, Freedom. Carolina, Detroit, Denver, New Orleans, the Giants, Washington twice, and the Jets, frankly, they didn't beat a good team. They didn't beat anybody, right? It's unbelievable. When I see it in print, it's actually alarming. It really is. And so, look, I'm all for them having a good regular season. I'm with Matty Humans on that. But I, I think they're, a, they're not a good playoff team until they prove they can throw the football. Now, will A.J. Brown make all that difference to throw the ball? We shall see. That's the that's – the, I mean – that's the conversation. Never has I thought a receiver would make the passing game. I always thought the quarterback makes the passing game. <laughs> However, that could, you know, maybe they're going to be changed. But more than anything, defensively, I mean, they're a bend but don't break defense. They were horrible in the red zone. They were horrible on third down. They were healthy last year as well. A lot went their way last year is the way to put it. After a two and five start, a lot went their no way. Doubt. Nine and a half. And by the way, that nine and a half of most books juiced up to the over. You got to pay a dollar thirty on the over nine and a half. I think what I really took from the article, and we had discussed it a little bit, but the, you go into great detail as to why. While you could be betting the Eagles as a regular season team, if you want to get involved in the futures market, you don't you don't classify them as a postseason team, and there's a big distinction. Because they can't throw the ball, nor can they defend against. I mean, until they beat a good quarterback, I mean, how are you going to buy into it? I mean, they lost to the Giants last year. Do you remember that game? Yes, yes, I do. I mean, in the Meadowlands, they lost to the Giants. I mean, there, there is, you know, there is this perception that they're incredible and that they're Super Bowl bound, and they are a good team. But are they really a good team? Are they a good playoff team? I mean, that was thirty-one to nothing. In the in the oh, that game, game wasn't even I, it, that, that game was embarrassing. That was not what the NFL was looking for. As and far they as were playing, game. and they were rested. They were healthy. I mean, like I just think to me, we, we again, Eagles are very analytical base. I'm not against analytics, I, but I do believe football's like boxing. You got to spar rounds to get in shape. You just can't go out there. I mean, football's a contact sport. You're going to have some injuries. There's no denying it. And you've got to you got to protect your older players and handle them, but you got to play good too. Look, and to play good, you got to practice good. And and he has specifically said, you know, we're practicing less. So what did he, and that was a two. And what, five. what does that do for Jordan Davis? You know, Jordan Davis is a fat guy. He's like me. You know, he's gonna you know gain weight just looking at food. You know, so you're not gonna work with him. You're gonna rest him. When he comes in at 380, what are you gonna do? Practice less, apparently. Practice, and then you can't. And then here's the other thing: Tra don't tell me you're going to get him in shape for training camp because there's no time in training camp. You're, you, you know, it, it's two weeks and we're going. 
We've discussed the reasons to like the over nine and a half. Of course, they're in the NFC East, but they also play the AFC South and NFC North. So again, this is not an article about the Eagles being bad. This is an article about a tale of two seasons. One's the regular season and one is the postseason. That is what you lay out. And I think you did a good job with it. So the schedule is the schedule is not overwhelming. I mean, there's just no, the, it's the, easy. It's another easy schedule. I mean, it's another it's a little bit like you know, what the Warriors were able to get through this year because of a lot of the injuries, you know, other teams. I mean, they were very fortunate last year. They were fortunate. And what I talked about, too, is I think Seriani's basing this thing, and I used a James Clear quote, the American author who wrote the book Atomic Habits, where he talks about don't base something on one instance. Like, and I think that's what Seriani's doing. We were healthy last year because we didn't practice that much, so I think we're going to carry it in. What happens if they get hurt this year? Is it because they practice too much? <laughs> yeah, look at the schedule. At Lions, let's go ahead and throw that up again. We can try. Yeah, put it back at, up. At I Lions, mean, Vikings, Commanders, Jags. I mean, that is about as uh, – that's a soft launch. Let me ask you this question. Until they go to Arizona, they're going to be favorites in every one of those games. At Lions, and they were 9-8 yes. and eight last year. What are they laying? Three and a half on the road to open week one? I'll get it to you right now, which is, to me, that's a Lions play. But you're 100% right. Hosting the Vikings, they'll be favorites. Uh, depending on how the commanders start, that could be a, right around a pick em, maybe favorites in that game. And, of course, the Jags, they'll be favorites. So, yes, 100%. I'll give you week one's numbers. But that's a, it's an ideal launch to the season for the Eagles oh. if you got the over nine and a half. And we know they start slow. I mean, last year, they, you know, they, look, Hurts only had two fourth-quarter comebacks all year. They were nine and eight. He only played in, of course, he didn't play in the last game. They rested him for that playoff game. How'd that work out for him? By the way, did you say three and a half Santos at the Lions? I got a book that's showing four and a half. The, the I Eagles, can see it getting bet up. The Eagles uh, should not be laying four and a half. <laughs> Look, week one, it just tossed it up in the air it's and call too, it whatever. It's too it, hard it's to predict. Way, way too ridiculous. Like the Lions I'm catching four you, and a half at home is ridiculous. Anybody in Survivor, if you take Philly in week one, you know, don't come crying to me that they lost the week one. I mean, because week one is the hardest week of all. Even whether you're in the league, out of the league, in Australia, you know, anywhere, it's hard. And you know Australian football. I mean, you got you got ends yeah. over there. Hey, when, so yeah. uh, that's a tease. So when are we going to be posted? Do you know when they Ben Fox gets that up over at Vison.com? You can read it. We only gave. I you would a assume sliver. in the next hour. Yeah, okay. I would assume in the next. Hour. I'll tweet it out. Yep, well, okay. Vison will tweet it out. I question for you. Did you watch the match last night? I bet I it. Didn't. I bet Rodgers and and Brady. Uh, it was it wasn't wasn't a crazy price. I swear to you. I didn't put it on for one second, and it was right in our backyard at the win. I can't get into these. I, the celebrity golf matches, it doesn't matter who it is. Yesterday it was Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, and Allen, and Rodgers hit a big putt to win it. I can't get into it. I don't know about you. I can't either. I was watching some documentary on the overthrow of the German government with Adolf Hitler. It was fascinating. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I was fully involved in it. It was like un they had footage going back into the time. I didn't realize there was such up upheaval in the country. It was like I was like I had no time for it. I was too busy. I was alone on the couch. I was, you know, I had nobody was in the house, and I, I was just I was going into documentary. You know, of course, I could always change to Jim Rockford at any moment too, Patrick. If you uh, if you get a chance today, uh, if you could send me a link of that documentary because that is right it's up, fascinating. That is right up my. I probably have seen it. If it's a World War oh, II situation, I think it just came out. There's okay. one I want to see that's coming out. Mrs. Payne, which is this woman who basically was took in the Oswald family. 
and they've just released a documentary. She's the only living person from the uh, the Kennedy assassination that had a link to Lee Harvey Oswald. That one's coming out, I think, tomorrow. I just bought that on iTunes yesterday. I can't wait for that, but I'll send you the link. This is fascinating, and the pictures, and the and they get into a lot of details about so many of the coups to take to take Hitler's I'd life. I'd love to see. I'd love to know. Just that to, uh, yeah. that, that failed. That just failed. They were going to kill him in a museum, and he went through the museum in two minutes. They well, couldn't do it. They tried to bomb him. It didn't work. Remember that? Well, that, that was, that, that was an know, inside yeah. job. That was an ins- But that was the only way. And they have professors from a lot of great universities on it. It's tremendous. Look, I loved it. Hitler getting bombed. Steph Curry dropping bombs tonight yeah. up, in, up in Oakland. Amal, We've got you covered. Amal Shaw dropping bombs. Lock, watch out. Just yeah. nobody's safe coming up next here in about 30 seconds. We better Amal get Shaw's going to join us. <laughs> <laughs> the bunker. Um, yeah, I couldn't get into the match. I, I was glad. To, I'm glad to hear you couldn't either because I don't know. I felt like I was cheating a little bit. But I like something that's real. You know, I want to either learn something it's or watch stick. something. Hey, let me ask you this. Okay, I know we got to go to break, but we got to pick it up. Is a, We'll talk later. Yep. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. In-game betting, got boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download BetMGM in the app today and start placing... Bets from anywhere here in Nevada. Bring that state-issued ID and you're ready to go. BetMGM.com, 21 years or older, 1-800-522-4700 if you have a gambling problem. Okay, we're going to say hi to them all, but you left us with the ultimate tease. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher here. So well, what was I, the and tease? And I'm glad Amal's back for this because I would like his commentary on this. Can we put Amal in here yeah, for this, Amal? One half of odds on. Yeah. Amal Shaw joins us. Hi, Jeff Amal. Van Gundy will not be with hey. us tonight because he's got COVID. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think Van Gundy does a good job on the broadcast, but the way you phrased it, I thought he might have passed. I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, no, he has. Well, let's no, be I mean, fair. He, he has just not has passed. COVID. I, I, 
Yeah, I, of course you brought it to a negative spot. I didn't mean he you know, I just <laughs> phrased it properly. He will not be with us. Generally, when people are not with us, they're no longer available because they're deceased. Semantics. Good point. Yeah, it's a good, good point. point. I, I could have worded it better, granted, but I mean, I thought you would have known since he had COVID, but that's beside the point. It's on me. I'll take responsibility. However, <laughs> does this mean, Amal, that we're going to get Mark Jackson completely? I like your thoughts. I guess I, I won't be tuning in much. There's hockey on tonight, so uh, audio will be on the National Hockey League. No reason it. to hear. I think Mike, Mike. I think Mike Breen does a tremendous job. I hope Mike Breen's yes. the one doing the play-by-play tonight. Uh, you know the jam posse. I can always live without. But uh, hand down, man down. If he's the only one there, uh, should be pretty decent. I think Mark Jackson does a decent job. I'll, I'll, I'll be with you. I'll be watching hockey. I'll go back and forth because I uh, I like to see that, but. I think the mute button's in order tonight. I just want to be very clear. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy is very much alive as we yes, welcome him. I did not show. imply that he wasn't. <laughs> hey, you know what I was laughing about, Amal and, and Michael? We, we're talking about the importance of OTAs. Literally four of the best players in the NFL were golfing last night. Yet we sit here and stress <laughs> about the OTAs, Amal. It's insane. Yeah, I, you would have thought it was like the Camp David Accords or the Malta Conference that was going on based on how much they were publicizing this thing. I don't know anybody that watched it, but I'm sure there were a few people that, you know, uh, turned on a TNT to watch uh, four guys play fo- uh, football players play golf. I mean, there's not enough people tuning in to watch golf. You want to watch other people play a different sport? Okay. Yeah, I. so it sounds like you weren't locked in, Amal, to be fair. <laughs> You were watching no, it. No, no, no. I my re, my remote refused to go to two forty five. How about DJ? Can we talk about it quickly here? He's taking the Saudi money. Yeah. He's going to get guaranteed. Well, he's going to get up to one hundred and fifty mil. Do you either wow. of you have thoughts? Uh, I know it's one hundred and twenty five guaranteed, and then incentive based. It's going to get up to one hundred and fifty. Michael, do you have thoughts now, on now, what he's doing? I'm a little confused. Are they going to play in America too? Is it or, or is it going to be a European tour? It's overseas, from what I understand. And he's now in danger of losing that PGA card as well because this is causing quite a chasm, not just amongst PGA officials, well, but that, other players I as mean, well. But let's be clear here. Let's add it up, okay? You say you win $3 million a tournament, okay? You're getting $125 million guaranteed. You put the shoe on a mall. Like, what would you do? You got, how many tournaments well, do you have to win to accumulate $125 million? 81 tournaments, and you'd have to win an 82nd to actually exceed the 125. So let's just start there. Um, you know, to me, or not 80, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, 41 tournaments, not 81, sorry. But you got to win 42 tournaments to exceed uh, based on $3 million. Listen, Patrick already knows my answer would be to this one, Michael, and I think you know my answer. I would 100% be in on the, taking that money. You know what? While they're sitting there worrying about the Claret Jug and all that, he can sit there and worry about where his investments are going. No, and, and don't, I don't want to hear that he's not going to get sponsorship. Like, they got sponsors in Europe. Like, I'm sure there's somebody, Irish whiskey, somebody will put a patch on them. I mean, I see sponsors <laughs> everywhere. Like, they're not devoid of sponsors, right? Uh, no, and by the way, I was completely wrong. There are going to be events in America, so let me just clarify. And he said he's fully committed to the PGA Tour, Michael, but he's losing sponsors already. He did lose as a result of the decision he did lose a sponsorship yesterday. But I think Amal, Michael, can I ask you the question about the same one you asked Amal? Because, you know, everybody has a price. This price is outrageous. And, and I don't I mean, think I can I, really judge him for it. I, I don't think you could. I don't think unless you walk in his shoes. Do I think politically there's some issues you've got to cover? No doubt. We're talking just this deal. I'm not talking politics here. You know, and so for his family and for his life and for peace of mind, I don't know how you turn it down. I mean, somebody dangles $125 million in front of you, it's going to get your attention.
guaranteed with a chance to earn another 25? What would Mickelson get them all? If he got 125 guaranteed, what would Mickelson get? That would be an insane number, no? Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When you look at Phil's probably the second most popular player over the last 40 years behind Tiger. Yes, of course. Um, you know, he would be able to command a ton of money. And, look, I can't fault someone for taking the financial opportunity. And, you know, some of the guys not doing it, I don't think they're as secure as DJ is because, you know, DJ's had great success. He's made a lot of money. So even if things went awry, I think he's confident in terms of where he sits financially and career-wise and everything like that. But for me, I, I would 100% take the money. Garcia, Poulter, Na, Westwood, Oosthuizen, Martin Keimer, whatever happened to him, Schwartzel. So those are some other names that will be involved in the LIV Golf yeah. Invitational Series. So, yeah. Amal, since but, you're but watching a lot of hockey, give us your view yeah. on the Rangers. Can, can we discuss that yeah. with the great goaltending that's been going on? Well, listen, I told Mike Palm when they were down 3-1, I said, bet the Rangers. They're going to win the series against the Penguins. Shesterkin hadn't played well yet. They come back, take that series. Against Carolina, I told them, I said, down 3-2, they're winning this thing. Look at the last three games they've played. In the Carolina series, they were the better team for five out of the seven games, and they were dominant in game six and seven. In, ga- in the game last night, I thought in the first period, Tampa was the better team. After that, I thought the Rangers really flipped the switch, and they were outstanding, capitalizing on mistakes. I thought the fact that Tampa hadn't played in nine days had a little bit of an impact. Um, I think John Cooper's a terrific coach. He really has a great, does a great job of getting his guys ready, but I thought they were in a tough spot. Rangers flying high after that momentum first game at the Garden uh, in terms of the series since the Pittsburgh one uh, hosting. And for me, I, I felt like it was a difficult spot there for Tampa. I think they'll be more competitive in game two, but I think the Rangers got a great shot to win this series. Did you think that was mispriced last night? I did. I thought the series price was was out of whack. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And the question, I don't know where you set this total. They set it at seven, but game one, Edmonton, Colorado, would that end up eight six? Yeah, they, they got a tough yeah. one there. You could see a seven and a half in the series at some point. Well, it was seven and a half at one point yesterday at DraftKings, and then it came down back to seven. I do think it will be a better defensive effort. But remember, uh, Pavel Franco is going to play in net tonight for uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. It'll be interesting to see uh, who Edmonton goes with, whether it's Mike Smith or uh, Miko Koskinen. Who do you like in the series? Obviously, you got a one nothing lead here for the Avs going into Game Two. Yeah, well, I thought Colorado's the better team because they can defend a little bit better. Uh, I think the one question mark, and it proved itself on uh, the other night on Tuesday, was the Oilers' inability to stop people defensively. Remember, we saw Calgary put up like nine goals against them. I think that's an issue when you play a team that's got the offensive firepower that Colorado does. But I still believe the winner of the Stanley Cup is coming from the East, whether it's Tampa or the Rangers. I think one of those two teams is winning it all. It appears, Joe. Jared- you know, it, uh, Go ahead, Mike. The question I wanted to, I wanted to ask Vinny this, and we got it kind of off on a subject, so I'll ask you, Amal. Like, how, I, I don't obviously know hockey uh, very well, but how is it so much that when you're down 3-1 in hockey, teams come back, when you're down 3-1 in basketball, no, it's rare that anyone comes back. Like, how is it, 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 the series price, is there an adjustment because teams seem to be able to rally from this? Yeah, Michael, it's a great question. And I think the difference is, you know, you look in football, and we talk about this all the time, teams 5 through probably 29 have a differential of about four, three to four players. Maybe it's the quarterback position, maybe it's an edge rusher or whatever that separates you. And in terms of the NHL, it really comes down to if you can get a good performance out of your goaltender, if you have a goaltender that's good enough to stop a couple of difficult shots, it's the difference between winning or losing a series. There was a shot, I think, in game number six early on, or might have been game four, that Shesterkin had a stop on, really changed the momentum of the game. Uh, I think it was against uh, 
uh, Sebastian Ajo made a tremendous stop. And next thing you know, the Rangers go down and score, and then they take care of business. It, it really comes down to a play here or there. You know, you look in that Colorado game, uh, Edmonton, they look like they're about to tie it up at seven. So I, I think in hockey, with the goaltending, the way you can theoretically defend, you can really put the other team in a difficult spot. And if you can get that goal or two, that's why it's so competitive. I think winning the Stanley Cup, in my opinion, of the four big sports is the toughest achievement of winning a championship Agreed. In, in those four ma- major sports. Can we throw up the game board for tonight? Do you have a philosophy? I know I always ask you this, but I love it. Do you have a philosophy as far as that puck line lane, the goal and a half as far as getting plus money coming back the other way or taking the goal and a half? My assumption is you're more of a taker of the goal and a half. I know. I actually like to lay it, and I'll tell you why. I don't have the updated numbers, but in the beginning of the playoffs, out of the first 43 games, 36 games, teams won by two goals or more, and I think five of those seven that didn't, they went to overtime. So wow. you, I think you had only two or three. You had only two or three games in the first round that were won by a single goal that were in regulation. I love the plus price, Patrick, and I think when you look at how high scoring this series is, there's a strong possibility of that occurring again. Like if you like Edmonton tonight, I would take a look at the reverse puck line. You're probably going to get three, three and a quarter on Edmonton to win by two goals. You're up by four or three. There's a possibility of an empty netter. Remember, nowadays teams are much more aggressive in going for that empty netter as opposed to the fear of icing. I think the analytics has supported that, hey, if we get the goal here, the game's over, as opposed to worrying about a faceoff coming up deep in our zone. Would you feel comfortable with the $1.30 on the over seven tonight? Yeah, here's the question I would ask you real quickly. Is either team going to be held to two goals? No. If you don't think so, then we get 3-3, and then we wind up with at least seven. There it is. Samal Shaw, odds on Mm -hmm. next. Great job, Great job, Appreciate it. Thank you, Amal. Thank you, guys. Here's a, here's a tease for you. What do Dan Campbell and Bill Belichick have in common? You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's a great deal. It's the summer special. It's only 39 bucks. It's insane not to invest through July 31st. So you're going to get everything we offer. Adam Burke's daily best bets as far as Major League Baseball. Jonathan Von Tobel through the finals here in, in basketball. Of course, Andy McNeil, Stanley Cup playoffs. Got plenty to go there. Plus, NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets as far as golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR. And you get point spread weekly, which is every Wednesday. It's so important. Make sure you get it. It's vston.com slash summer. Uh, I got, I'm going to get to Belichick, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher here. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before we get out of here, we'll get a couple of plays on the NBA Finals tonight. I'll get to the similarities between Dan Campbell and Mr. <laughs> Bill Belichick here in a second. But we do have, I guess, breaking news. So this, you can fill in the blanks if you haven't heard who this is. And all, this gentleman played in 166 games, 147 starts over 17 seasons where he played with the Rams, the Bengals, the Bills, the Titans, the Texans, the Jets, the Bucks, and the Dolphins. Oh, and Washington. This quarterback has announced his retirement today. You want to guess who? And who is Ryan Fitzpatrick? That's exactly right. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it appears he has some wants to get into media. He is a different cat, right, with the beard. Remember mm-hmm. him standing without a shirt yeah. on there at the Bills game. Uh, Ivy League educated, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was always that guy that teams were like, you know what, I think he can be a franchise guy, and he was just always teetering on that level, right? 
I mean, he could get you to good. He couldn't get you to great. And give Mike March a ton of credit here. Mike March, you know, saw him at Harvard, drafted him, kind of developed him along, and he went to a lot of different places. But, you know, and then Chan Gailey fell in love with him up in Buffalo or were at one of those places he was at, brought him to, to, to the Jets. I mean, he could, he could throw the ball in rhythm. He was accurate. He was smart. He could process. And, you know, he had enough athleticism to get out of the way and, and make some plays. So, I mean, what a wonderful career the guy's had. And, you know, he, he knows a lot of different offenses. He know he's been involved with them. You know, I mean, the, just think how bad Washington was last year. That, that was their quarterback. They neglected the quarterbacks in the draft to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and here he is retiring. I mean, that's not good planning if you want to look at it that way. I, I shouldn't say franchise, but there's always a handful of guys that organizations, because there's enough talent there that organizations talk themselves into. And, right. you know, and he is, he's like the poster dude for that kind of quarterback. Well, I, I think what happens oftentimes is in the league, and I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, where, you know, a coach gets a team from bad to good, and all of a sudden they start to win 10, but they can't win come playoff times. And often, I think it's because the quarterback. I mean, when you go through Marty Schottenheimer's career, some of the quarterbacks that he had to go to the playoffs with were not exactly great. Now, you know, he lost with Bernie Kosar in two conference championship games in Cleveland. You know, was Bernie a great quarterback? No, he was an effective one, certainly. You know, he was never a elite five, top five player. And sometimes, you know, you can infuse, you blame the coach when you have a good player and people have a hard time recognized great. It's like last year, you know, I mean, Justin Herbert's great. I mean, let's face it. He's, he's like we talk about, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Their defense was so bad. So, you know, that kind of masked a lot of it. Now, Staley's in charge of the defense. He's going to have to get them better in that area where they're going to waste uh, the third year of a very economic-friendly contract for Herbert because he's going to be making $50 million in two years. Oh, no doubt. Incredible. Um, I hate to bring this up, but I'm sure you discussed it earlier on the pod. Uh, Marion Barber III has passed away, yeah, of course, horrible. the former Cowboy and Bears running back. I remember him back in college, Minnesota. He just nobody ran harder and tougher than this guy. Cause of death unknown. He was found unresponsive in his apartment there, Frisco, Texas. Pro Bowler in 2007, Marion Barber III, RIP. Yeah, Parcells drafted him. Uh, you know, he played in the same backfield as Lawrence Maroney. Maroney went first-round pick to the to the Patriots. Barber had the better career. You know, they both were running in that Glenn Mason one-back uh, outside zone. Barber did it better than Maroney. Now, Maroney was great in college. It just didn't come. It's kind of ta- Maroney kind of taught me about you better watch the runs you run on a college player because, you know, what you see in college isn't what you get. It's even harder now with running backs because of all the RPO game. So, you know, Barber was a good player for them at the Cowboys. He ran hard. And it was another example, Patrick, of a player not having great size and speed but being a really good football player. Yeah, it's too bad. You hate I mean, you know, and then, you know, we didn't, we were, we were on, had our days off, but to the Jeff Gladney car accident in Fort Worth or Dallas, that's just tragic as well. You know, he got an opportunity, he got cut from the Vikings for domestic violence. That case got dropped. He got re-signed by the Cardinals to kind of restart his career. Again, I'm not talking political here. I'm talking about his career. And then for the young man and his girlfriend to die in a car accident, it's just tragic. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. It seems like the bad news continues to pile up, and yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, okay, we transition a little bit here. I, I mentioned that 
Dan Campbell. And I'm telling you right now, uh, there's some buzz in Detroit around Campbell. It wasn't just year one and kind of the bravado. He wasn't a good in-game coach. But I think often, like after a couple of games, you saw real emotion. Like he was crying at the podium. And while that can go one of two ways, I, I can tell you with family and friends there, he's kind of galvanized the fan base, that being Dan Campbell. So I mentioned that he and Bill Belichick have something in common, and that is neither have decided on who's going to be the offensive play caller <laughs> this year. Remember, and to be fair to Campbell, he took over last year from Anthony Lynn, I think right around week nine-ish, and the offense got markedly better. And right. his passing game coordinator at the time was Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson is the offensive coordinator for the Lions this year. But Campbell has said so far through OTAs, he hasn't decided if it's going to be him or Ben Johnson calling the plays literally on the field. But that uh, falls in line with what your buddy Bill Belichick's doing up there in New England, <laughs> keeping it. Well, uh, as I wrote about, I wrote about this in the Daily Coach. I think it was from Tuesday. I get the today because of Memorial Day. But there's a specific reason why Belichick doesn't name the offensive coordinator in title. And if you read the column, you know, you understand it's about leadership. It's about he's not going to give somebody a title that's not earned, just like he doesn't give somebody a starting job that's not earned. And he doesn't want all the pressure to be on the guy because everybody will come searching for, you know, who's the offensive coordinator, who's, who can we blame when it's he wants the blame to come directed towards him. Campbell, I think, is about comfort more than anything. I mean, I don't think he has any problem giving somebody the title. But I think he has. He wants the offense to be to be done in in his style and his vein. And you know, look, they they were in a lot of close games last year. I mean, let's face it, they should have won the Baltimore game. It was a there was a false start. There was a delay of the game penalty in the Baltimore game, which would have knocked that what sixty five yarder that Tucker hit back five yards. Right? They wouldn't yep. have won that game. And, and you know, they come out of the bye week. They get blown out by Philly going in the bye. They play Pittsburgh to the only to a tie. You know, Cleveland's a, a field goal game at the end. They come back and play the Bears in another two-point game. You know, the Minnesota, they finally win a game. They break, they break that bubble. And, you know, and then they go out to Denver and get killed. It's just up and down, you know. And so they were so bad offensively on third down, so bad in the red zone. But there's a lot of improvement that they can make. It's just going to be do they have enough talent to make it. I mean, as bad as they were on offense – the numbers tell you how bad they were on defense as well. 29th and third down, 31st in the red zone. I mean, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Uh, I'm, again, I'm not trying to pile on, but part of that was just what was left behind talent-wise defensively. Yeah. Remember, they tried to build that defense to, set, to settle with or kind of match Patricia's scheme, whatever that was. And so slow linebackers, they just the cover was bare. And Okuda goes down injured, so he was out for the full, essentially the whole year. So I, I guess I'm making excuses for the Lions at this point. No, you're but. not. No, you're not because look, I, we, you know, this is something we talk about all the time. They, do, do they give away houses in Beverly Hills? Of course they don't, right? You got to earn it. So whenever a coach comes in to become the head coach, he typically doesn't take over a very talented team. You know, like right. Josh McDaniels is really fortunate. He's taking over a team with a quarterback. Now, you, you know, I've had issues with Carr in terms of holding the ball, making loose plays, but he's a, he's a top, top 10 quarterback based on his numbers. Rarely do those jobs open up. Usually the, the, the vacant lot opens up and you got to build a house, and that's what Campbell's got to do. That's why he got a six-year contract. What are the vibes coming out of Raiders camp? 
early on here? I, I, I think they're coming good. Uh, you know, and just obviously I talked to my sons. I think the vibes in Carolina camp are positive, too. I think, you know, Ben McAdoo has kind of given them a little bit of structure to their offense. I know Joe Brady came in with a lot of PR and a lot of cachet because of the LSU. But, you know, McAdoo has kind of run an offense before and has been successful. I mean, look, he got the head coaching job of the Giants because of what he was able to accomplish with, with the offense when he was the OC. So I think that change the line coach, I think, really is going to help them. Icky, the kid they drafted in the first round, I think will be a, certainly a, a, a better player at left tackle. It's all going to come down to Darnold or who they get if they get Mayfield. Baker, do you see that there was a report that Baker and Odell didn't get along? It's shocker. Again, shocker. you're going to have to pay – Cleveland a bunch of because they don't know what's happening with Deshaun so whether Baker's upset like the Deshaun Watson thing continues to get weirder and weirder as you know yep. with more complaints uh, filed against him so uh, the Baker situation I don't think I don't think we're close to that being rectified quite yet no. now I, I think in July I think before I camp, would agree with you be. so in the NFL you can go worst to first it's happened uh, this team though it would be a shock a Jets cornerback said it would quote not be far-fetched for the Jets to be in the Super Bowl this year we'll come oh back and God. discuss Stop. next here oh Lombardi my line God. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashed the spirit of Vegas. BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can use you know, the app or go to the site. You get reward points. It's a loyalty program, which gives you points that you can redeem towards dining, shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts, properties located Vegas and nationwide, or just online with the bonuses and comps. Make sure you check it out. It's like your credit card. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. 21 years or older if you want to get involved. Again, BetMGM reward points. 
right now. Go check them out as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. I think I scared him away. I think that's what happened. I can hear Michael in the background. He's having some technical issues. He can't hear me right now. But I think it was talking about the Jets potentially, I don't know, going to the Super Bowl. So this this comes from DJ Reed, who just inked a three-year, $33 million deal with the Jets back in March. So if you take a look at the numbers, the Jets currently, they're 125-1 to one to win the Super Bowl this year. So that's tied for the third lowest odds as far as the NFL at this stage in the offseason. However, DJ Reed says, you know, I don't think it is. He was talking to the New York Post recently, and he said, it's not too far-fetched to think that the Jets could be in the postseason this year or the Super Bowl. Now, he does have a little experience. You think about D.J. Reed. He was a rookie uh, the year San Francisco went 4-12. and And remember what happened the following year. They lost to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So what he's saying is there's a chance. 4-12 and to a Super Bowl appearance for the 49ers. And he looks at the New York Jets in a similar spot. So the Jets, of course, fortified the defensive secondary, which was a struggle last year. Of course, they added Reed, uh, Whitehead in free agency, and they drafted Sauce Gardner. So those are big additions. Obviously, Wilson has become the conversation as far as what he's going to be in year two. But they made a major splash in the offseason, the Jets, by selecting three players in the first round in the NFL draft. They got Sauce Gardner, who I just mentioned, the cornerback who everybody loves. They got Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver there out of Ohio State. Uh, they also added the defensive the, – Brees Hall, they added the Iowa State running back. So they got a bunch of dudes. You don't win a draft. You don't win a Super Bowl. You don't make the postseason through a draft. But they got a bunch of reasons to be excited there, the Jets. Let me get, give you the numbers here. Make the postseason. We're not just talking Super Bowl. We're talking postseason. Make the postseason. No, minus 1,100. Obviously, yes, coming back the other way, it's plus 700, so 7 to 1. You see the Super Bowl odds at 125 to 1. Conference odds for the Jets at 66 to 1. I'll get to the schedule. You can leave that schedule up because it's important. You see the win total at 5.5. You got to pay a bunch, $1.45 on the over. You go in division. The Bills are big-time favorites in the East at minus 225. The Dolphins plus three. You know, it's interesting with the Dolphins. The juice last year was all on the Patriots because they spent a fortune in free agency in the offseason. They're sitting five to one on the board. The Dolphins, that's the juice this year. That's the perception within that division. Plus 380. The Jets are sitting 19 to one. So DJ Reed bullish on the Jets. Odds makers, not so much. The market, not so much. Here's where it gets interesting if you want to talk about the Jets. And we can go ahead and throw that schedule up because I find this schedule to be fascinating. You start with the AFC North. Start with the Ravens. Look at this. The Ravens, their first four out the gate. This is a team that could be 0-9. The Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals at the Steelers to start the year for the Jets. All right? Four, four wins last year. And Michael talks about it ad nauseum. It wasn't just four wins last year. And keep that schedule up because I want to go through it. But it was it, statistically, when you really comb through the numbers, both offensively and defensively, uh, they weren't even a four-win team. They were horrible defensively. You could then go at Steelers, so you finish up the AFC North. You then go Dolphins, Packers, at the Broncos. You come home Patriots, Bills, then a bye in Week 10 a very distinct possibility that the Jets are looking 0-9 right in the face. And you got to get to six. So then you come out of it. It's not great when you come out of it because you go to New England 
And then it starts to soften up a little bit. You get the bears at Vikings, not easy at bills. This is a brutal schedule. If you're betting the over five and a half, you're hoping to steal a couple in that first nine before the buy. And then you're looking to get fat towards the end of the year. Lions, Jags at the Seahawks at the dolphins is where you're really looking to make hay. This is towards the end of the year for a team that went four and 13. Obviously, Wilson is the big question and what he's going to be. Will he make that leap in year two? You don't like to see what well, it's interesting about the Jets. Uh, and I saw it as well with Najee Harris, Najee Harris adding like 45 pounds. Najee Harris isn't the quickest of running back and talking about gaining weight. It's not something you like to see in the offseason. That's what they're talking about with Wilson. Apparently, Wilson's coming into the year uh, much bigger uh, much more jacked. So Jets fans are excited and there's reasons to be excited, but you know, DJ Reed talking about potentially going to the Super Bowl. There were a lot of things fortuitous. There were a lot of fortuitous bounces for the 49ers going from four wins. And obviously the quarterback position is where you start to obviously a Super Bowl uh, appearance the following year. So maybe pump the brakes just a little bit uh, with the predictions as far as the New York Jets are concerned. I think I scared Michael. Is he he's still out? Tell him, tell, him to plug, tell him to plug the headset in. Either that or he just got so bitter and was like, dude, if you're going to talk to me about the Jets making the Super Bowl, let alone making the postseason, I can't be involved in this conversation. Okay, there it is. And there's your boy, Mr. Wilson, who's looking for that second-year bounce. Without Michael, let's head over to the NBA where we kick it off tonight as far as the NBA Finals. I'm looking forward to this. You got a series price right now, 150. You know, it's interesting. On Monday, we were sitting here. It was 160. So you've started to see game one as far as warrior action from three and a half up to four. But the series price, even that straddle's shortened up a little bit. The series price is getting interesting. Anywhere between 155 and 160 a couple days ago, and now you're seeing the Warriors a 150 favorite. And the Celtics coming back plus 135, plus 140-ish, somewhere in that range. Game one, as I mentioned earlier, open three and a half. As I look right now, pretty much, you know, most, it's 50-50 right now as far as the numbers. Three and a half and four. As far as if you're shopping for the best number, you want to lay it with the Warriors, you get that three and a half. If you want to take it with the Celtics, you can find the four. What I find interesting as far as this matchup is concerned, I, I think the Celtics, Robert Williams is going to be key, not just playing because we saw him playing game seven, but he was completely ineffectual. Uh, but as far as a defensive anchor, I think he matters here with a team that likes to switch so much against that constant fluidity and that constant motion with the Warriors. You know, this isn't the heat. If you're a Celtics backer, I would caution a little bit here. This is not the heat's offense where you could really focus and hunt. You could look for obviously the only scoring threat in Butler. These are two of the greatest shooters of all time. So if you sag, as opposed to, you know, if you sag off them and you play any level of zone against the Warriors, they're just going to kill you with their shooting. And it's just a cutting offense that's hard to prepare for. Specifically, as you get into a rhythm of a, of a series, I think it'll be easier for the Celtics. But I think game one's a tough hill to climb as far as a three and a half. The total surprises me as far as an opener. In fact, we had Vinny in a little bit earlier. He said he opened at 210 and a half. A couple of books opened 211. You see the 213 and a half. So this is getting bet to the over. This, 
the numbers and the splits, which you can find over at vsin.com. John Ewing sent the splits over a little bit earlier. 66% of the handles, 65% of the bets right now on the over. As far as the side, by the way, you got 78% of the bets coming in on the Warriors, 83% of the handle on the Warriors. And that's why you've seen that kind of in line go three and a half to four. You take a look at the stats as far as these two teams. They split the regular season series, just two games, each one on the others would. But the under over the last 26 meetings between the two, and you can take this for what it is, but the under 19 and seven in the last 26, the Celtics have been awesome. And I'm talking awesome on the road this year in the postseason. Seven and two straight up, eight and one ATS. But then it's kind of the same story with the Warriors. The Warriors at home are nine and zero oh at home at the Chase Center, and they are seven and two ATS at home in the postseason. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Santos just said in my ear, we won't have Michael. I'm sure he's waiting for his last 30 seconds. Thank you, Santos. Appreciate it. I, I do think the rest advantage matters coming into, into game one. Remember, it wasn't just a seven-game series against the Heat, also a seven-game series against the Bucks. So the Celtics have been through it. A healthier rotation right now with the Warriors. You got the depth. Third iteration for this Warriors team in a finals. So the experience is there. I think the home court is legit. If you take a look at the Chase Center, there were concerns about this team moving from Oakland, which has a grittier personality as opposed to going to San Francisco. I don't know about you, but the Chase Center seems loud AF. It seems loud as we've heard them back in Oakland. So, again, I don't think it's an indicator of the series as we see the series price kind of tighten up with Boston getting some love. But I do think that the Warriors are in an awesome spot tonight. Feel comfortable laying the three and a half with them. Have no play on the total, which is all the way up to 213.5. Michael mentioned earlier when it got up to 214, he liked the under there. All right? So check that out. Uh, Michael will be back tomorrow, and I am going to put him on the spot and ask him about the Jets. Coming up next, odds on with Amal and Mike. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 